Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. And I must be Phoebe Richards. (laughs) (laughs) You must be. You simply must. (laughs) You must, you must. I must. Happy February, stoners. We're just here basking in love and appreciation for you and each other. And especially Natalie from Michigan, who just joined us on Patreon. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. I got family from Midland, Michigan. No, Wayland. Jesus, I always get Wayland and Midland confused. How can you get them confused, Kayla? <laughs> <Stupid>. so distinct. <laughs> There's a house my great-grandfather builds in Wayland and a street named after him. And I spent some time oh. in Michigan near Traverse City with some friends this summer. I do indeedy like Michigan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Natalie. And if you all want to get in on our awesome Patreon action, including a backlog of previously recorded bonus episodes and the chance to smoke with us on a Zoom sesh, which is not really about smoking with us. It's more about the awesome community that we have. You can go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Please. We're waking and baking this morning. I think my my weed honey from my tea earlier is finally hitting me, which is nice. Nice. And Stephanie, you just got back from... Florida. Yeah. An epic Miami trip. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I stayed at South Beach, Miami, and I stayed right next to the hotel that um, the birdcage was based in. <gasps> yeah, it was. We actually, my friend Laurel and I, we rewatched the beginning of the movie where they have the intro where it goes from the water and then zooms in right into the club. Yes. Well, we watched that and we we're like, oh my God, we're staying right next to the place where they have the birdcage. Oh my Yay. God. So that was pretty cool. And then I also smoked my first Delta 8 joint, which I bought at a store and I thought was interesting. It did get me a little high. Also gave me a bit of a headache. That's my review of my joint that I had down there. <laughs> yeah, that I guess it's been a while since I've been in a prohibition state like that. It, do they have medical in Florida? Do you know? I don't think they do. I didn't see what I did see that I thought was really funny. We stopped at a brewery and in this neighborhood where it was kind of had some nightlife. And there's these open air vans that just drive around. And one just was called Weedsies. And you can flag them down like a ice cream truck and buy your Delta 8 products that way. Cool. Hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah. I also smoked weed in Florida last week, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Stoner chicks taking over Florida. <laughs> I was at a wedding and a distant family member offered me their vape and I was grateful. Mm. How distant? A second or third cousin. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but my the thing about florida that i enjoyed the most were the parks like everglades national park and then i went to john pennenkamp coral reef state park and they were both amazing and i saw a lot of little critters and i like my critters Yeah. yeah you saw you saw so much I saw sharks, crocodiles, alligators, a purple gulinelle. It's a type of bird that walks on lily pads and they're purple Aww. and red and they're so beautiful. 
I want to be friends with them. Yeah, they were really cute and they had really big feet so they could walk on the lily pads. And I saw manatees, which was my main reason for going down to Florida. I love manatees. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Mm-hmm. I did one little kayaking excursion in Florida on a river on the East Coast. And I didn't, I was hoping to see manatees or dolphins and I didn't. Oh, but I saw lots of birds. There's a lot of bird action on that river. Bird action. <laughs> I tell you about during the lockdown of 2020, I had a little roof deck at my building. Most of you, I think, have been there. And there was a seagull. I fell in love with seagulls because there's a seagull that would come and bathe every day. And then a bunch of crows made a nest. And then they would fight the seagulls every day. And then the seagulls stopped coming around. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and you love the seagulls. I did. It made me, I already don't like crows because I've told the stories of being attacked by them. Yeah, that's too much. I am getting a seagull tattoo very soon. That's right. That's going to be mm-hmm. so cute. On my foot. Oh, <laughs> we have talked about bird action during quarantine on the podcast before. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still don't know, like, if it was we were getting more in touch with the birds because we were standing still and they were always behaving this way. <laughs> we just didn't notice. No. <laughs> or they were behaving erratically because the human behavior had changed. Yeah, because everything was closed down for sure. Did you see this TikTok of like birds like attacking people and there was like huge swarm of birds? Oh, God. Like seagulls, like seagulls, like <gasps> well, I'm cool like with seagulls. chasing people. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> you'd be okay being attacked by a flock of seagulls. <laughs> Terrifying. I, I'm going to hear a lecture from a UW researcher on crows and ravens and research that they've done. So I'll have to report back. Yeah, I did see a bunch of ravens in Yellowstone last summer and they, they're impressive. Yeah. They're so big and their beaks literally look like they could just murder you easy. Oh, my God. <laughs> murder beaks. <laughs> I was very stunned by how many ravens were up in Juneau, Alaska. It was like they ruled the town. And I saw some wild raven behavior. I saw one raven drinking paint out of a can in a truck. (laughs) And another raven was on, like, watch for him. (laughs) Paint drinking ravens? It was like silver paint. He he would, like, look up and be like, ah! What'll they do next? <laughs> what'll they think of next, these ravens? Oh, boy. Oh, you know what I just realized, like, saw a billboard for in L.A.? Sorry, this is a complete right turn. <laughs> there, Hold on to your socks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weed lounge in West Hollywood that I, if any of you ever visit, I would love to check it out. It's I want to do it. It's called The Woods. And I think it's a a rec shop where you go in and it's like it's probably like one of those like very Instagrammable type places where you buy the weed and then they have a garden that you can go you can pay. I think it's like I looked it up. It's like one hundred fifty dollars to go in there. What? I know. I don't know if I want to do that now. I know. We have to be like feeling really rich in order to do it. But (laughs) well, we all know rich is a state of mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what credit cards are for. So you can. (laughs) So you can sit in a garden and smoke weed. (laughs) Yeah, in public. I really would love to do it at some point. But yeah, it's a like little oasis garden called the woods and you can go in there and smoke. So if you're listening and you've ever done this. Let us know. I'd love to know if it's worth it. <laughs> but I'd, I've never like been to a like weed cafe or like anywhere where you can like, I guess the the place, it wasn't public, I guess. So the Treehouse Resort was the only place I've been 
where you can openly smoke weed kind of in public and it's fine and encouraged. I think New York is going to have lounges. Yeah. I'd love to try it. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun if it wasn't, if it was a little bit more affordable, like not $150. That seems extreme. Seems like a racket. Like I could just go to a park and smoke, really. But (laughs) (laughs) he looks cute. Hey, Grace. You guys look cute. Thank you. And Frankie looks cute. And Frankie's a queen. And today I'm going to talk about a non-feline queen, but a human queen in this rendition of Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week! That's right. Today I'm talking the original queen bee, one Lil' Kim. (gasps) Yay! I love Lil' Kim. Hell yeah. So, Lil' Kim... Nay, Kimberly Denise Jones was born in 1974. She's an American rapper and reality television personality, although we know her most as rapper. I think they're talking about her stint on Dancing in the Stars and... Dancing in the Stars? What's that? (laughs) Dancing in the Stars. You get launched into space (laughs) and you have to do a waltz while wearing a spacesuit. Well, if anyone would be up to that challenge, it would be Lil' Kim. (laughs) Yeah. And so basically, she's from Brooklyn. She's very much of the East Coast rap scene. In 1994, she was, quote unquote, discovered by fellow rapper Notorious B.I.G., who invited her to join his group Junior Mafia. And their debut album, Conspiracy, generated two top 20 singles in the United States, was then certified gold, and essentially launched them into the public eye. She would always credit Christopher Wallace, aka Biggie, Notorious B.I.G., as having brought her to the door of recognition and then saying, like, go through, get your money. She also dated Biggie for a while. They had a romantic relationship and she still gave him credits on later albums of hers, even after he died, because she said he felt that he had so much of an influence and contributed so much to her career. They did have a fraught relationship as much as it was loving. There was also some violence involved not so great dynamics. And I think that that's very interesting considering culture over time around domestic violence and celebrity. So I just wanted to bring that up and be like, hey, Lil' Kim too. We don't really talk about it that much, but that shit happens. Anyway, she came out with her debut studio album, Hardcore, in 1996. It ended up being certified double platinum and has since sold more than 6 million copies worldwide. The three main singles off of that were No Time, Not Tonight, or Ladies Night, and Crush on You. I was listening to a podcast episode where Talib Kweli interviewed her, and he was saying that, like, it's a classic club song. Like, if the DJ loves women... He's going to put on Crush on You and like stick around for all of Lil' Kim's verses. So, yeah, of course, The Jump Off was another single from this period. She came out with La Bella Mafia in 2003. I think that's my favorite Lil' Kim album, which has Magic Stick, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's a good one. 
You guys like Magic Stick? Mm -hmm. Love Magic Stick. So here we are talking about cunnilingus. I made a promise and it's paying off. Oh, the (laughs) promise of cunnilingus. Yeah, earlier when we weren't recording, someone said cunnilingus and Grace was like, wait till Stoner of the Week. (laughs) And we were like, what? (laughs) Of course, she had it hard coming up. She was homeless for a while as a teen, didn't end up getting a ton of support going into her adult life. And so for her and Junior Mafia, all of those people, it was just living and breathing rap and hip hop. And they went hard and they traveled constantly. The number of tours that she's been on, she was saying in this interview that she only has five studio albums because so much of her career has just been like touring and hustling and showing what she can do. Of course, she has other projects that she's done, fashion. She was signed with Wilhelmina Models for a while in the 2000s. She is a Grammy Award-winning artist. She's won a Billboard Music Award, a BET Award, three MTV Music Video Awards, and is generally incredible. From her first album comes one of the most iconic sort of images of her that I think spoke highly to the way that she kind of changed how female sexuality was put forth and like really embracing like, I'm going to be raunchy, nasty, say whatever the fuck, sexually explicit and have it go platinum. Like that's how it goes. So I want to share with you this picture Mm. from Hardcore. And she actually talks about how there came to be a phenomenon around this picture, which is her in a squatting position in this beautiful gold leopard bikini with the leopard like pleather coat and fur cuffs as the origin of so much of the posing that happens today and that it was popular. There were fights in prisons of guys like over this poster. (laughs) They're like everyone coveted having a picture of Lil' Kim in their cell which is kind of a weird thing. Like, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to make any commentary on the prison industrial complex as a white woman. All I'm saying is it was enough of a thing that she wrote a later song about it. (laughs) It's a hot picture. Oh, it's 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 a a very hot picture. picture. (laughs) There would be no WAP without Lil' Kin. Truly. (laughs) Exactly. No, truly. She walked so WAP could run. Yeah. (laughs) So what I'd like to reveal now is that in the past couple of years, Lil' Kim came out with her own cannabis line. Oh, okay. I almost forgot about weed for a second. Yeah. (laughs) So she has a weed brand, Aphrodisiac, that she started with Superbad Inc. And it became available starting in 2022. In where? In California. (gasps) I can get some. You can get some, Kayla. (laughs) Lil' Kim says she has been working on the brand for two and a half years, and she wants the cannabis flower line to reflect her personality. She said it will be fashion forward, dancing at the brand intersection of collectible lifestyle and cannabis, and says it's only a matter of time before Lil' Kim's aphrodisiac cannabis 
will be available in her home state of New York, as well as Michigan. Hey, shout out Michigan and New Jersey. So this was before all of the licensing stuff came to be in New York. So who knows? It might be starting to get sold there soon. She was at MJ BizCon in 2021, uh, and they interviewed all about it, her all about it. And I've seen some of the branding since then, and it's very like gold, luxe, beautiful, sort of that collectible vibe. Now, of course, this isn't coming out of the blue. Lil' Kim has a long history with pot. Um, In fact, in the 90s, unfortunately, she was arrested at a certain point for cannabis. Sucks. She actually also, shoot, I'm jumping around a bit, but does everyone know she spent time in prison? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. In 2005, she served prison time because for like perjury of lying to a jury about her and a friend's involvement in a shooting. But everyone was really supportive of her, which I think was cool. Apparently, Oprah and Queen Latifah kept in touch with her while she was in prison. And Mark Jacobs would like write to her and like put money in her commissary. Just like all of these like really big celebrities who were like, nah, Lil' Kim, you're awesome. (laughs) But she has, I think most famously in terms of weed content, the song Drugs that has Biggie singing on it and talking about Sensimilia and all that. But in it, she says, yes, indeed, flows first class and yours is coach like the bag, the Prada mama. Jog five miles a day, then I hit the sauna. My girls rock Chanel and smoke mad marijuana. Ooh. And then Biggie comes in. Damn, ma, I love you like the law, the ganja, sensimilia, can I feel ya? So Ooh. that's kind of the number one you think of. But I don't know. Lil Kim, she's great. And she's still kicking. So great. I think it's uh, really sad that people have turned to focus on her appearance a lot lately. She's had plastic surgery. and. I found it really terrible that a lot of the music videos I was looking up, like some of the top comments on YouTube on all of the videos were like, she used to be so pretty. Why did she mess up her face? And it just made me feel so sad because like this woman who's honestly a feminist icon, like one of the queens of rap of all time. Yes. And that's all they can fucking talk about. So ridiculous. But... Yeah, I just want to share a couple other pictures, most notably from the MTV Music Awards. Yes. When she wore this outfit. With the pasty. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, this beautiful purple jumpsuit. Someone played with their boob at it. It was Diana Ross or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And the last thing I'd like to mention, just to underscore how incredible this woman is, is that a professor at Syracuse University started teaching a class called Queen Bitch Lyricism 101. (laughs) Oh my God. I've heard of this. And an entire semester, like the 101 was on Lil' Kim. And she went and was a guest speaker during the class. And Professor Thomas said he considers Lil' Kim's lyrics the art with the most profound sexual politics I've ever seen anywhere. So that's Lil' Kim and happy stoner of the week. 
Stoner of the Week! Epic. Thank you, Grace. What a great Stoner of the Week. I love not knowing who it's going to be until you do it. <laughs> oh, thanks. And in honor of little Kim, let's uh, smoke one. Smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back from your smoke break. We are here nice and toasty. And uh, we had an awesome follow-up message come in from a listener from Kristen. So in episode 95, when we were doing high thoughts, Dawn wrote in and talked about her heart transplant and like talking about with her doctor about smoking weed and whether that was okay. And we talked about the microwaving of the joints. (laughs) And we got a message from Kristen who works in cultivation. She said, Hey, I was listening to the new episode. I'm a cultivation tech at a medical cannabis company. I want to say that cannabis companies do in fact use a microwave-like machine that zaps away mold and bacteria so the product comes out clean and safe for sale. Not all bud grown at large quantities are grown perfect. We do in fact have the same issues as outdoor and at at-home grows in greenhouses too. Product may be in fact better at other grows that have newer updated facilities. Love all you ladies. And so obviously we think, Don, you should follow the advice of your doctor. But I thought this was an interesting piece of information that some grows do in fact do some kind of like microwave process on their weed before it goes out for sale. Yeah, so I looked it up. There was an article in High Times talking about different decontamination techniques for cannabis. And one option is to use gases to do it, but that's kind of like for the facility and like those things can be toxic. So it's not like really ideal for like totally demolding and bacteriaizing the bud. So another popular decontamination technique is radiofrequency or RF. And that's when radio waves make molecules in the product vibrate and generate heat to kill microbes similar to how a microwave oven works. So I think that's sort of what Kristen is talking about. Mm -hmm. She went on to say they call it a PDC machine, aka Morpheus. I think maybe that's the brand. And then I looked up, there's something that they use too called photonic decontamination. So maybe that's the PDC, but it produces electromagnetic energy to remediate the contamination. And they said that that comes with like a 99.9% confidence level. And it says even in the most tightly packed flowers, the light wavelengths penetrate and destroy microbes. So it sounds like there's a few ways to do it, but it's good to know. So those are just giant microwaves? They ha- Yeah, yeah, kind of. Do you think they do the same like beep, <laughs> beep when you press the buttons? <laughs> Maybe. That's so dumb, but... This is good to know. So you could contact a cannabis cultivation company and be like, hey, what do you do to decontaminate and get rid of mold on your weed? And find out, like, you know, you could pick a cannabis company that goes really above and beyond to do that before you smoke it. Cool. We love these follow-ups. Thanks for helping us out, listeners. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Kristen. Stephanie, what time is it? 
Oh, it's time for 60 Second Bong Box. <laughs> <laughs> 60 Second Bong Box. 60 Second Bong Box. And I uh, have something ready. I got my um, bong ready. I have my timer ready here. Can't wait to find out what the topic is today. All right, I'm going to take a hit. She's got it up to her lips. She's sucking hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounded bad. <laughs> Your mouth's for the kids. Yeah, the topic today is one-star review of national parks. Go. <laughs> so I was just in the Everglades National Park, and one of my favorite things to do is read one-star reviews of national parks because I think a lot of people treat wildlife and national parks as like a zoo. And if they don't see the things they expect to see, like in the brochures, they are disappointed and then take it out on social media, which I love and I will eat up with everything that I can. And so in the Everglades, the worst reviews had to deal with mosquitoes, which that's you can't, you know, and weather and then not seeing any animals, which I find hilarious because What's, yeah, what's someone supposed you to do can't about that? Con- <laughs> what do you can't control the wet? It's like acts of God. <laughs> so I find that absolutely hilarious. Even though when I went to the Everglades, I got to see so much and I had such a great time and the bugs weren't that bad. Five stars, Everglades <laughs> National Park. Oh, shit. And that's it. That's it. it <laughs> ended strong. All right. That's my 60 second bong box. And I recommend going on the social medias and looking up one-star reviews of national parks because it is hilarious. And speaking of reviews, you should leave us, Stoner Chicks Podcast, five stars on Apple or Spotify. Say hi. You can find out all the information you could ever want to find out about us, I guess, at stonerchickspodcast.com. That's our website. And you can find links to shows we're doing. Also, you can follow us on Social media, like what do we have? We have Instagram, which is Stoner Chicks Podcast. We have TikTok, which is Broccoli Broads. We have such a giant backlog at Patreon. We have so many fun episodes we've done. We've played Truth or Dare on there, listeners. So (laughs) yeah, you can hear that. Have I forgotten anything I should mention? I don't think so. Mm -mm. Hey, Grace, what does Stoner Chicks always say? I got the magic stick. (laughs) I know if I get licked once, I get licked twice. (laughs) I am the baddest chick. (laughs) Shorty, you don't believe me. Um, Then come with me tonight and I'll show you magic. What? (laughs) Oh. Oh. Well, on that note, I gotta go. All right. (laughs) Smoke your weed. Love you all. 